Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here we go, folks. The organic gardener himself, Doug Oster, on the disc. Get the two to Pittsburgh Newsline, ready to take your call. So let's get going, 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you're going to win an incredible $25 gift certificate. That always goes a long way towards good stuff at Sorgles out in Wexford. Doug, great to have you back. Going to hit 94 in just a couple of days, so things are warming up around the garden, are they not? Good morning. Uh, that, that's right, and uh, that's why this weekend is a perfect time to get planted uh, looking at that forecast in, in the future there, that near record high, I've talked to some people who don't want to plant until after that, but I'm going to be putting some stuff in today, uh, give them a couple of days to get ready for the heat, and uh, the plants will be okay. You know, I had a friend call me and, and said, hey, do you need any tomato plants? And I said, oh, that's the last thing I need. You know, anybody who grows from seed is going to have extra seedlings, and I thought – wait a minute if we all have extra seedlings maybe we can maybe we can use it to help people and and so i contacted the greater pittsburgh community food bank and they would love to get our extra seedlings of vegetables if you've got something like tomatoes peppers or lettuce or whatever it might be you can donate them to your local food bank or your local pantry and i've got instructions on my website it's dougoster.com about how you can use that uh, Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank website to find a local place to donate your seedlings. It would be really nice for us to be able to get our good seedlings into the hands of people that could use it. Uh, you know, you've seen it on the news. You've seen the lines that people need food, and they could grow their own and some cool stuff too uh, from our our uh, our transplants. So. I'm getting some plants together here uh, today, and I'm going to find where I can locally donate mine, and I'm going to get those tomato plants from the guy who called me, and and we're going to help, and it feels good to help. For a long time, I've uh, worked for something called Plant a Row for the Hungry. It's from uh, just the National Garden Communicators uh, Association, and uh, trying to get people to grow more food for people that are hungry. This is the year to do it. Uh, usually, at the end of the season, at the Tomato and Garlic Festival at Phipps, we all come together. People bring their harvest, and we get a couple thousand pounds of, of produce for the hungry. But we don't know at this point in August uh, if there will be a Tomato and Garlic Festival or what form it will take. Maybe it will be virtual, but we'll see. 
So check out the website. See if you can find uh, a place close to you where you could donate a few extra tomato plants, that sort of thing. Also at the website, my latest video is with my friends from Pit Moss showing how to succession plant, and that is what I'll be doing today. I've got you know some tomatoes in, but I'm going to keep planting tomatoes and cucumbers and other things as we get going here. And, and looking forward to that you know very hot day, I, w I want to get some stuff in in today, get it established, and so it can handle that heat and be ready to go. Uh, this week's column for the Green Voice. It's all about a children's garden in Vandergrift that doesn't have kids because of the pandemic. It's, it's a garden of hope. The, the group there, a group of volunteers, and some of them master gardeners, Penn State master gardeners from Armstrong County, decided when they were doing their planning that uh, when the pandemic hit that they would continue to actually put in the garden. The kids can't get into the park yet Uh you know, you can't you can't use the swings or you can't be in the garden unless you're over 18. And so they put in a beautiful garden. In fact, when I went there to visit, I took uh, one of my extra tomato seedlings, actually four of them, uh, a tomato called the Golden King of Siberia that I got at a place called Robison Robison Robison's Acres, uh, when I did a story there, they, they said, hey, try this tomato, and I love it. It's a, an old heirloom. And when I brought that tomato plant to the garden, before any conversations happened, before any interviews happened, uh, Andrea Woodall took that plant and just walked right to the corner of the garden and put it right in the ground. That's a real gardener there. There's, there's an understanding between gardeners when you give plants that it, they might get planted right away so that they don't get uh, neglected and sit out there for so long. But beautiful garden up there, and I'm, they're hoping they can get the kids in there maybe next month if, if this all calms down. I hope so. I feel very lucky to be able to still tell these stories, uh, favorite types of stories that I love to tell. And, and a, a garden, a kid's garden without kids for now, the fact that they went ahead with it is is pretty cool, I think. Uh, and also my trip to Croatia on a yacht for 36 in the July of 2021. Not this July, but next year it's on uh, and it's booking. I know it's a long way off, but to get that boat, and that's what we'll be on, our, our, our private boat, uh, we need to be booked by this August. I need to have the trip uh, finished by this August. Uh, there's insurance guaranteeing your money back if something happens. That's such a long way off, but it's exciting to think of it. It is filling up fast, believe it or not. I've only got 12 cabins left. Oh, about halfway there. You know, I always say, you know, don't feel pressure about these trips. If the trip's right for you, you know, just take a look at it. It's, it's at my website. Uh, we're going to travel through this amazing country, visit the islands. Uh, we'll experience local foods and wine. It's a 12-day trip, seven of which will be cruising the Adriatic Sea on that boat. Dubrovnik, uh, two national parks, Blue Cave, Cathedral of St. James, Zagreb, Stonegate, and much, much more. One of the things I love about these trips is that you get a guide uh, that takes you from the minute you come into the country until the day you leave and just knows everything about the about the area and guides us around and tells us things you would never know uh, without that guide. It makes life so much easier. If you are interested, you can see all the information for the trip at dougoster.com or you can give me a call. 
Got a brand new phone number, so get ready if you don't have it. It's it's 412-277-7421, 412-277-7421. If you'd like to come with me to Croatia next July. And yesterday I was out about the nurseries. I'm actually filming a video today about planting grass seed. And I was at Han Nursery, and they have uh, Mexican sunflower plants, uh, which are can be difficult to find, and you know what I think of Mexican sunflowers. <laughs> Absolutely love my mall through the garden. I delivered them to a friend of mine, Tina, up in Portersville, and then to uh, Jessica Walliser, uh, who used to host the show with me. We love this plant. It grows 6 to 16 feet tall, filled with beautiful orange flowers that pollinators can't resist. It is a star of the garden, and even though it's a sun lover, in my garden, it, it will just it will just go in just six hours of sun. I have to stake mine. I have to. I'm actually this year. I'm going to use rebar to stake mine because that plant got so big last year. It, it took down my tomato stakes. Uh, you know, Mexican sunflowers. You could still get away with probably starting them from seed, but having a nice big plant and they look good there at Han Nursery. Uh, oh, that'd be the way to get started. I, I got a few while I was there, even though I started some from seed, but these were big. These look nice. And the nurseries are calming down a little bit. You can get in there on a Sunday uh, and and safely. You know, there, there's uh, all sorts of, you know, you're wearing a mask and there's uh, hand sanitizer and you go a certain way through the nursery. It's all good. Uh, you get your plants. Uh, plants are coming in every day. Uh, to these nurseries because it has been so busy uh and i saw everybody shopping yesterday it was awesome all right rob i think we're ready to take our first break and we are going to take our first break douglas and then come back and ruth and harry and rick and don all wanting to talk to you and congratulations to joanna verona winner of that 25 dollars gift certificate from sargos the organic gardener com is on the air rob pratt sunday kdka radio Hey, this year, the American Heart Association of Pittsburgh's Go Red Luncheon is virtual and free. Register to join Pittsburgh's virtual Go Red for Women experience happening June 10th at noon and learn how to prevent heart disease and stroke, build awareness, and bid on auction items to support research and education. You can register for the free event. Just visit kdkradio.com slash go red for more information. All right, Doug's ready to go to work. First stop is Cranberry, and let's say good morning to Ruth. Hey, Ruth, how are you? Welcome. Oh, fine. Uh, thank you, and thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was just curious about um, how to trim a Pacithia a bush. It's just gone wild. Uh, it just takes over most of my driveway every year. And I was just wondering if you could cut it way back, you know, make it a whole lot smaller than it is, and do that without killing it. Usually we only want to take about a third off per year, you know, forsythia are super tough. They're they're basically a weed. Uh, I would be tempted to do this over a couple seasons, if possible. You know, and when you are pruning a, a forsythia, you want to try and keep its natural form instead of turning it into something else that that it doesn't want to be. And so, carefully taking a look at the plant shape, taking a cut or two, stepping back and taking a look at it and and doing it slow. If if it's in the way and you can't stand it, cut off what you need to cut off. Uh, it's very difficult to kill a forsythia. And yeah. so uh, it of, is all, probably... of all 
Go ahead, I would Ruth. say eight feet tall at least. Uh, could I cut as much as a couple of feet off? Yeah, you could get away with that. With a forsythia, you'd be okay. I think the most important thing to remember is that it is a beautiful plant in its in its natural shape. And so try and keep that natural shape by, by looking at how it's growing now and selectively cutting and stepping back and just take your time. That's all I'm telling you, Ruth. Well, this one doesn't bloom very much either. Um, just that maybe might, a, a might week help. or it might help a year. I think it doesn't get enough sun. It has a northern exposure, and I think it doesn't get enough sun. Do you think that's why it doesn't bloom much? You know, I've got them growing wild in the woods, and they bloom good. So maybe, you know, doing that pruning will help you get it get it uh, a little bit more excited about blooming and putting on some new growth for you. All right, Harry's up next for Doug Oster, the Organic Gardener on KDK Radio. Hello, Harry. Hey, good morning. Hey, Doug, uh, if I want to get rid of clover without using some sort of chemical, if I just uh, cut the tops off, will the root die? So is it in the grass? It is in the grass, yep. So here's something to think about before I tell you what we're going to do about it. It used to be that clover seed was included in grass seed when we started having lawns after World War II, and that was because clover has a symbiotic relationship with grass. Clover takes nitrogen out of the air, splits it, and makes it available for the grass to grow. Uh, it, it's just a, a, a thing that we've been taught that you don't want clover in your yard. Uh, now, that being said, if you can't stand clover in your yard, it's your garden, and you could cut those tops off, but you're, you're not going, you're basically, you're not going to be able to kill the clover that way. Uh, but again, if you just take the flower heads off, uh, then you can't see the clover, and to me, that's the perfect solution. Uh, trying to get rid of clover, it, it, it's not easy. It's about it's about improving the lawn, the, the soil for the grass itself. So you get a soil test, you uh, you figure out where your pH is, where your fertility is, and you basically set up that soil so that the grass will outgrow everything. Keep it long so it shades out the clover. But in my mind, I, I leave the clover because I love the clover because it helps my grass grow. So there's a couple couple things for you to think about. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's take one more before the break at the bottom of the hour. Here's Rick in Bellevue for Doug Oster. How are you, Rick? Good morning. Good. Good morning. Um, I have a rhododendron. Is now a good time to trim it, and is there a best way to trim it? Well, this is the perfect time. You want to get to them as soon as they are uh, they're done blooming. Uh, because they're going to put buds on almost immediately. And, again, as we talked about the forsythia, we really want to be careful with our rhododendron. Uh, Look up a little bit about pruning. You know, look at some diagrams. Take your time. Uh, Is it in the way? Is that the problem? Uh, Well, no, it's not really in the way, but it's, it's like, sort of lopsided. It's, like, it's about eight foot by eight foot. And it's basically round on the bottom, but the top kind of leans over to the right. All right, so, so so you can take a look at it. You can prune it to the way you want it to look. And as we said, we how never is, take more than a third. I, you know, how off is that supposed to look like a like a round thing or what? 
No, it just look at the way it naturally grows now. Uh, it, it's it's just kind of more of a it, well, each one's different. It depends on the lighting, and and uh, we don't want to force them. We don't want to prune them into something that they're not. Right. And so and so, just take a look at its natural form, and and figure out okay, if I remove this branch right here, that's going to look the way I want it to look. And so, just take your time with it. And get to it right away. If you wait, you're cutting off next year's flowers, okay? All right. Hey, Doug, real quick. Uh, this is from a friend of mine. Judge Marmo wants to know, uh, eight eight-inch uh, abravite plants planted Friday, how often and how long to water them? He, judge wants to know. Yeah, well, w that's important. <laughs> you, you need to get water on those plants, uh, especially with this heat coming. Uh, soak them in in the morning. Uh, maybe every other day here until we get through this heat wave, just so they get established uh, and and just so they catch on, and they'll be fine. You know, arborvita are pretty tough. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. We've got that Janoski's gift certificate to give away, another check of sports, more calls, and don't forget everything that is Doug at DougOster.com. Yes, he is ready to take your phone calls. Every single line is on hold and ready to go. We'll get to you in a moment, but we'll take the 10th caller right now to win a gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton, where they open today at 9, and it'll be there until 7 tonight. Number is 412-922-1020. 10th caller wins it. Here's um, Peggy in Oakmont. Hey, Peggy, good morning. Morning. Um, I have eggplant that's uh, dying because of flea beetles. Is there an organic control other than just a row cover? Well, first off, what a flea beetle is, if you look at your eggplant, I know you know this, I'm just telling the listeners, it looks like a shotgun hit the, the eggplant. Uh, flea beetles just love eggplant. Usually don't do enough damage uh, to kill them, but when they're young, it, it can be a problem. Besides the floating row cover, you know, organically, they're tough to deal with. Uh, I would say, I think, I think diatomaceous earth will work on it. We'll have to ask Mrs. Know-it-all for sure. Uh, like I said, for flea beetles, for me, I usually let the plant outgrow them, and usually it does. And let's wait and see what Mrs. Know-it-all has to say about that. All right. Here is uh, Don up next uh, for Doug Oster. Hey, Don. Good morning. Uh, Epsom salts. What plants is it good for, and how much do you uh, put it around them? Well, uh, actually, science tells us that, that Epsom salts isn't really the best thing for our plants. Uh, the salt part of it is a negative, and uh, what people were thinking was when they put Epsom salts in, and believe me, I know lots of people put Epsom salts in when they plant, and they've been taught to do that. Uh, hopefully to get the different micronutrients that are in there, magnesium especially. But science shows us that that doesn't become available to the plant until really the next year. And so in general, we really, I'm just telling people, don't use the Epsom salts. You're better off improving that soil with compost, uh, maybe using an organic fertilizer, and th that's just better in general for the plants. And as I said, People have been doing that, putting a couple of teaspoons in for their peppers and their tomatoes forever. If that's your thing, go ahead and do it. But I'm just repeating what I've uh, seen and read scientifically. 
All right, let's take another call. It's Bernie up next for Doug Oster. Bernie, how are you? Welcome to KDK Radio's Organic Gardener. Hello. Hey. Uh, I've got a question. I plant green beans every year. In some years, some of the th- beans will come up, and other years, some of them don't come up. Is it, My neighbors haven't had a problem right now. Is there any reason? I After a, a week or so, I dig down, and there's no bean there. Well, it could be a couple things. It could be something getting after the bean. It could be the bean seed rotting. But I wouldn't, you know, I just wouldn't think the bean seed would rot in nice warm weather like this. It could be a problem before you got the bean seeds. Uh, You know, many times uh, critters will be after bean seeds. And so if if you plant your, your beans and you see a little bit of digging or if you, you know, see some disturbance there, it might be a critter after it. But it could be many different things for the beans. And so when I'm planting beans, I'm planting beans, you know, once a week just to, to assure that I get good sprouting in this warm weather like this, you should be able to put beans in and get them to sprout in about three days. All right. Here's Brad in Clarion up next for Doug Oster. Hey, Brad. Good morning. Good to hear you guys again this morning. (laughs) Hey Brad, what's going on up there? Well, we laid some plastic down this year in our garden. And I was, I was concerned about the, uh, moisture in the ground, uh, getting too dry. Uh, yeah, that is a thing to do. Yeah, weed control, you know. Yeah, uh, you know when when a farm does that, when they put plastic down as weed control, they also run drip irrigation underneath. Uh, one year, way back when, I tried to use uh, plastic as a weed control, and, and I found that when I pulled it up after the season was over. Uh, it, the, the soil was terribly dry, and I never did it again. I, you know, landscape fabric breathes. That, that would let some, some water through, you know. Other than that, figure out a way to get water to the plants. You know, yeah. you, could put, you could put that black plastic down, but leave enough room at the base of the plant where if you watered, you could get the water in there. Uh-huh. It changes uh, without, without that drip irrigation. It changes kind of the soil structure. And the plant can't get the water it needs. Uh, yeah, that's what my concern is. Uh, we do water at nighttime, you know, and when it's dry, we run a water hose down there. And, and uh, Brad, how many times have I told you you're supposed to do it in the morning? Oh, yeah. How are you doing in the morning? Oh, we we do it at night. <laughs> we water in the morning to get the plants ready, and we want them to dry off. If we water them at night and they get wet, they're more susceptible to fungal diseases. That water will stick stick on the plant all night long. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, I'm missing Jessica. Is she done or what? Yeah, Jessica left the show. I'm missing her, too. Oh, and, uh, you know, she just had, uh, you know, family and work uh, requirements that, that didn't allow her to do the show anymore. All right. We've got Joyce in Ross. And congratulations to Joe, winner of that gift certificate from Janoski. He's from Swickley. And uh, Joyce and Ross, what's your question for Doug? Good morning. Yes. Uh, hi, Doug. Um, I bought a parsley plant. I've done that other years. And uh, a couple of years ago, I got one. And, and it they came up the following year then, but that was the end of it. And I read on the tag that it's a biennial. Right. Um, does that mean it just comes up every other year? Well, yeah. So what, what parsley does, a biennial, the first year it just grows foliage. So that's why, you know, we plant our parsley right now of a brand-new plant, and we'd be able to harvest from it all year long. 
many times they will win her over, especially in an easy winner like we had last year, and I had some winner over. But then that second year, yes, what it wants to do is it wants to go to seed, uh, spread its seed, and then it dies. Uh, that's what biennials do. So, yeah, we have to basically uh, plant new parsley every year. Early in the spring, that overwintered parsley can be used, but once it goes to seed, it starts to become bitter and you can't okay, use so, it. Okay, so, so it doesn't mean like the second year it just looks dead. Because I mean the second year, you, know, you, if don't, it doesn't, you don't see it at all. If it doesn't make it, sometimes it won't make it through the winter. It'll okay. just be like, okay, it's too it's too cold. Other times it'll survive, but then we'll, you know, right now mine's in full flower, uh, just starting to go to seed. Okay, okay, mine's a, mine's a new little one, so it has a way to go. Yeah, you're good to go. Har- harvest it this season and see if you can get it to overwinter and then harvest it in the spring and then start again. All right, we're coming back. Uh, more with Doug and your calls at uh, 866-391-1020. And don't forget, spring to summer produce. Next hour, Joe and Frank Dentisi, Goons Cooking Hour, KDK Radio. Ah, uh, yes, he is. 749, 11 away from 8 o'clock. Boris back with the news at 8. Then the Coons Cooking Hour, spring to summer produce. But right now, back to the organic gardener who joins us on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. He is Doug Oster. Doug? And it's time for Mrs. Know It All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And Denise, I want to start with organic controls for flea beetles. What do you think? Okay, uh, the diatomaceous earth, but you're going to have to apply it two to three times a week. Uh, you can also use neem. But you have to get the formulation that is registered for food crops, so you need to make sure you read the label. You know, uh, some might be higher in the active ingredient and might damage the plant, so you definitely need to look at that. And then the guy who had his beans not show up, i got to yeah. tell you, the chipmunk got into my garden and ate some of my bean seeds. I found holes. So uh, it could be that. Sometimes the birds, as soon as they see the uh, seed emerging a little bit, they'll actually pluck it out and run off with it. So that's a couple of ideas what might have happened to his beans. And the gentleman who called about the rhododendron, so, you know, you're not supposed to take head shears to rhododendrons. What you do, now he said it's a little lopsided. So what he can simply do is take a pair of pruners, follow the branch or branches into the center of the plant where you can't see it, and make your cut there. That way you have the natural shape of the rhododendron without making it look like a big green meatball. And, you know, he can do that. But rhododendrons are a large shrub, which is why we don't recommend planting them in front of windows and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, kind of if you want to reduce the height, same thing. Just follow those tallest branches down in. You can take a third of the plant off every year but you can reduce the height just simply by following it. So it looks natural, doesn't look like, you know, Edward Scissor's hands got to it. <laughs> and how about planting before this hot weather comes? Yeah, actually, I've got some planting to do myself today. Um, I had a delivery of shrubs from Bailey Nurseries. So I've got about, oh, I don't know, eight or nine shrubs that I've got to get in the ground, uh, you got, know, because they're got... not happy in the pots. They've got to go in the ground. So I will be doing that, but I will be watering them. I've got four of them left to, to plant, so I get the same delivery. So we're in the same boat, Mrs. Noah. All right, have a great weekend, okay? You too. Hey, let's get right back to work on the phone lines. Here's Vince in Butler for Doug Oster. Hey, Vince, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. Good to hear your show. Um, I've got your, Doug, I've got your 39.45 tomatoes grown. Good. So I'm looking, looking forward to uh, 
having those come up and tasting those. Uh, the question I had was about some bush beans. I've got them coming up. Uh, they've got the two big leaves on them, but uh, looks like there's some light brown uh, spots in the leaves. I don't know if it's a leaf miner that's getting into them. Take a look at that. Take a look at areas. take a look at that leaf and take a close look at it. If it's a leaf miner, it, it will it will have a little trail in there. You could even you could even open up the leaf if you want. I know you only got two on there. You might want to wait a little bit, but take a look and see it. You know, again, beans are pretty tough. They can outgrow anything. If you're just getting a little discoloration, if you don't think it's a leaf miner, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, because they look. Some of the, the ends of the leaves are wilting a little bit, but like you're saying, there's only a couple of leaves that are come out, and I guess as they get older, it might it might uh, it might do pretty good. Yeah, keep and an eye on them. I think they'll be fine. Hey, Doug, we got about a minute and a half left, so why don't you just kind of wrap up and talk about DougOster.com and also once again that trip to Croatia. Yeah, lots of stuff there at DougOster.com. I got to redo my website, and I, I think, you know, I didn't do it. I, you know, had somebody do it, but I think it looks good, better than what I was doing before when I was writing my own code. And so, yeah, lots of stuff there, lots of videos and all my garden stories and, of course, my upcoming trip to Croatia. That's going to be not this July, but next July. long way away, that's for sure. You'd get your money back if something was to happen, but – it's about halfway sold. And so seeing Croatia has been one of my dreams for a long, long time. Uh, I'd love to take you. Uh, the reason I did it this way, the reason you've got to be a year in advance is to get this big boat that we're going to be on. We're going to be on this uh, boat for 36. Uh, I've got about half the cabins left. Uh, you only have to unpack once. You know, We'll be on the boat for a seven-day trip through the Adriatic Sea, but then we'll be staying at a hotel for a couple more days. It's a 12-day trip. All the information is at DougOster.com, or you can see it on my Facebook page. Tell them what they need to do when it comes to 94-degree temperatures later this week in the garden. Well, just like Mrs. Donald said, you know, her and I are both going to be planting today and make sure that everything has the water it needs. As I told Brad, morning is the best time to water, but if you can't get it to in the morning, it's better to have water on the plant than not get any water on the plant. So try and water at the bottom. You don't want the leaves to get wet. And you only have to soak that plant in, you know, a couple times, and you'll be good. You know, when we get to this hot, these, this hot weather, don't worry about the top of the plant. Just worry about the roots. Make, as long as there's water down below, those plants are going to be fine. All right, your signature sign-off, sir. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. Boris News at 8. And then it's spring to summer produce. All the delicious recipes that are equally nutritious from those produce owls at Coons Market. Get on the line. Give us those recipes because you may be taking home a $25 gift certificate from locally owned and independently operated Coons Quality Foods, a Pittsburgh tradition with eight area locations. Good morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.